Hey everyone, this is Leela Sinha. Welcome to Power Pivot, the podcast version two. This is where we talk about business, leadership, ethics, community, and the way it all fits together. I'm glad you're here. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. So, there are ways in which being a leader is hard. And one of the ways that that's hard is that we have to recognize the amount of influence that we have over the people who are following us, whether that's the people in our companies or whether that's our audience or whether those are our clients and customers. Like We can have so much influence on the world that we're in. And that means that when we do stuff in public, and by in public, I mean anywhere in any of those contexts where others of those people will see us or hear us, we often can mess things up pretty badly because we're human. We're made of human. And the idea that we're going to be pristinely perfect and above reproach is absurd and outdated. So we can just set that one aside. That's not happening. However, it is fair for us to expect ourselves and for others to expect us to do as well as we can under the circumstances in the context of spaces where we have influence. So for example, if I am the leader of a company and I make a public statement, it's on me to try really hard to make that public statement as undamaging as possible. If I'm a leader of a small company, a micro company, three people, whatever, and I'm meeting with my team and I'm having a crappy day for reasons, for any reasons really, even ones related to the company, taking that out on those people is not going to make the situation better. It's just not. It's not going to improve things. You do not want people scared of you. That's not a way to lead. I know people are going to disagree with me, but I believe that one does not get the best work and especially not the best innovative creative work out of people if they're scared. And when we do decide to let the shit roll downhill, when we do come out of the gate swinging in ways that we shouldn't, then It all eventually collects on the person at the bottom of the chain, whatever that is. So like you have, you know, um, like the Rainy Day book, which is this, I think, 1950s uh, children's book, little tiny square book, um, not very many pages, pen and ink and watercolor illustrations. And it's this story about like the dad sticks his head out the door before he leaves for work and it's raining. And so he is grumpy and doesn't kiss his wife goodbye. And so his wife is grumpy at the kid and the kid is grumpy, right? Like down the chain, a couple more steps. And then we get to the dog who gets like shoved or something, but then comes right back and is like, waggy, 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 lick, lick, lick. And the dog turns it around, right? So then the dog is nice to the kid. So the kid is nice to their siblings. The sibling is nice to the mom. So the mom is nice to the dad, right? And so everybody's happy by the end of the day, but that model is not necessarily the healthiest model because it assumes that the person that's at the bottom of the chain is responsible for making everybody above them happy. Like it's, you know, if you can just be happy and kind and sweet and good enough, everybody else around you will feel better. That's not a message I would want to pass on to my kids. Just saying. And that is the message that our culture tends to give. So when we as leaders take responsibility at the top instead 
at the beginning. And we say, I am not going to start that process. I am not going to be grumpy at the next person down in a way that leaves them feeling bad, in a way that makes them less resilient, less able to hold whatever happens in their sphere with grace, right? I'm not going to take up that energy from the other people. What I'm going to do is I'm going to own my stuff here. I'm going to keep it with me. I'm going to dispose of it appropriately. I'm going to manage it with my therapist or with my coach or or with my friend, but in a way that is not mean to my friend. I'm just going to say to my friend, hey, can you can I vent to you for like 20 minutes because I'm so out of sorts and I have a meeting and I don't want to go into that meeting in a bad mood. And most of the time your friend will be like, sure, you can vent and you can just like talk about what's happening, but not be mean to them. And then they they can usually hold that space and then you can go into your meeting and it's fine. We need to carry that ethos, that philosophy as much as we can, we're all human, but as much as we can everywhere. And a lot of times, especially in small businesses, there's there's no there's no second in command, right? There's the founder and then there are like the three team members and that's it. And so you can't just say to your deputy, you know, leader, listen, I'm having a bad day. Can you go have that conversation? Because there's nobody else to have that conversation. It's got to be you. And so you do and you do the best that you can, hopefully. When it comes to larger companies, right, the, the influence level just gets magnified. Look at, you know, what if what if Facebook were trying to be good? Just trying even. Um or what if what if Uber were just trying to be good? Or what if, you know, I, what if everybody had in their top priority list I will not take it out on others. When a company does that and people can tell what happens is that company attracts better employees, that company has better employee loyalty, that company has better customer loyalty, that company has often better quality products or services because the people involved in producing them are happy. They feel respected. They feel like their humanity is important to the leadership of the organization. So we have a choice as leaders, we can own our stuff, make sure it doesn't roll downhill, and build that into the culture of the company so that at every level of leadership, every leader decides, is this useful? Is this effective? Is this going to help? Or is this my frustration, my anger, my bad day from somewhere else, Whatever it is, my fear, my anxiety, is that what's at play here? Is that what's going to influence how I present this in this meeting to this person, to the organization itself? When we make those decisions consciously, when we build rituals into our days and into our systems that allow us to double check ourselves before we go into a meeting or at the beginning of a meeting, and to be real with people, like you can say, I'm having a bad day. But then the next thing you say isn't, so y'all better watch out. The next thing you say is something like, so I'm going to not make some of the decisions we were planning to make today because I just don't think that I'm in the right headspace to be making those choices. So we're going to put those choices off until tomorrow. 
I need to take a break, take some sleep. I know nobody else can make those decisions, so I'm going to have to make them, but not in this headspace. I just, that would not be responsible and I'm not going to do it. When we do that on an individual level, on a leadership level, and on an organizational level, then we start to shift the world toward a better way of being. Is this all a long-winded way of saying, own your shit? Yes. (laughs) Is it also a reminder that we're all human? Also yes. And we need to find ways of being human that are kind and that allow us to make the world a better place. When I was a kid, I used to dread going to school every single morning. I'd get a little bit sick, and honestly, I thought it was normal. So when I grew up and started going to work, and it kept happening, I thought that was normal too. And it was a long time before I found out that that's not, in fact, normal. And then I started my own business, and I figured that the problem would probably go away. Yeah, spoiler, it did not go away. People are unpredictable, and they bring all their emotions with them into the business relationship And we bring all our emotions with us into the business relationship. And that, that's the part that made me nervous. Wouldn't it be great if everything was just a little more predictable? Wouldn't it be great if you could like guess better what people were going to need or want or what was going to make them mad or what was going to make them happy? With executive coaching based on the Sinha Intensives Expansives Framework, you can do that will help you find just a little bit more of that predictability by understanding what your people want, what your people need, and what makes them feel good. You can better anticipate their responses and meet them where they really are, negotiate better, serve them better, and grow your business better. For more information, book a call at intensivesinstitute.com. Thanks for tuning in. This has been Power Pivot, the podcast. I'm your host, Leela Sinha. Thank you for listening. I offer gratitude for the earth and sky and the support and care of many who cross my path. Our post-production assistance is provided by William Jameson, and you can find him at jamesonav.net. You can find more of me and my work, including leadership consulting and keynotes, at intensiveinstitute.com.